Sixer Nation, what is good? Welcome on in to Sixer Post Game Live. The squad falls to the Charlotte Hornets on a second of a back to back on the road, 107 to 101. Just a really poor game. The guys look gassed. They go in after such a monstrous performance last night against KD and Kyrie and Ben Simmons in front of all the Wells Fargo Center. Huge Sixer fans. And uh, in a way, they let us down. But I'm going to tell you why it's okay. And we shouldn't really worry too much. I know people are out there ready to call in and give their fire takes, man. I know people are pissed off after this one. Look, I get it. I get it, but we have a lot to get into, a lot to get into. Welcome on in, Philly Take with RB, Sixer Post Game Live, and uh, we'll break it all down as we always do. Sixer Nation, drop a like on the show, and uh, give me your thoughts, your comments down below in the chat. We will break it all down, as always. Let's go, man, let's go. So once again, Sixers go down in Charlotte here on a Wednesday evening, Thanksgiving Eve. If anybody uh, wants to add on there, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Hope everyone will have a great holiday, great day with their families tomorrow. Blessed day, eating some good food, spending some quality time. But this one sucks, man. This one sucks. Uh, Sixers go and really they played lousy to me. They looked completely destroyed after last night. You know, they went and they were exuberant last night, the entire game, you know, no expectations, no pressure. And they go in and they beat the Brooklyn Nets and everybody's putting them on a high horse tonight or yesterday, including myself. And then tonight, you know, not even what, 12 hours later, they hop on a jet. They got to go down to Charlotte and play the four win Hornets. And uh, it just, it did not turn anything out. Like we expected, in fact, maybe this is the version of this team that we should expect to see going forward until we get Joel Embiid and Tyrese Maxey and James Harden back. Um, Sixers started off on on a big stretch. They were rocking to come out of the gate here. And then really since the second quarter, they just essentially lost it all. They weren't playing defense all night. They looked gassed. They looked completely gassed after last night. Um, and I know you guys probably want me to come up here and, and get pissed off and scream. I'm really not that mad about it. To me, this was a predictable loss. To me, this was really a predictable loss where I saw it coming from a while away. You know, again, second of a back-to-back traveling and going up against a team like this. Now, let's be honest. The Sixers should have won this game. This was probably an easy W, right, against the Hornets. I'll talk more about them in a second. But this was an easy win. You should have came out here took advantage and won this game, especially with the confidence that you build up in the last 24 hours. But at the same time, like, you know, it's just another one of those games. And they talk about basketball. They talk about sports and they say, you know, the game's 90% mental. Well, I think that has showed itself clear as day over the last two games here. I really do because, like I said, you go in last night, no expectations, no pressure. The Sixers go in. And they really dominate the Brooklyn Nets all game long. And then again, you you come out tonight, it's like that mentality of, eh, it's just another game. We're playing a team. We're in Charlotte. By the way, uh, that crowd was terrible. 
There was no energy. There was no life. I mean, I don't even think I saw the Hornets fans clapping until the last tip. I don't even think I heard the crowd the entire game. You got uh, Mason Plumley out here shooting free throws left-handed, one-handed if that. You got uh, Terry Rozier. You got Gordon Hayward. What the heck happened to Gordon Hayward? I mean, I know he was, you know, much worse than he was before, but I don't know. He just looked like an old banged up bruised man. Like he just doesn't look like he has anything left. In fact, the Hornets were actually, in my opinion, a, a team with a lot of potential, a lot of future bright sides to look forward to until they fired their young head coach, James Borrego. LaMelo Ball comes back and gets injured again. Two other players have been arrested. So, I mean, the Charlotte Hornets really don't have a future, in my opinion. Like, I don't know what their plan is. I don't know why they brought back Steve Clifford, but that's besides the fact. Somehow they still came out here and beat the Sixers tonight. Um, I know a lot of people are pissed off out there. I know you guys are frustrated, but let's be honest here. Uh, the Sixers lineup, I mean, when we actually look at it, when we take it for its face value, I mean, Shake Milton, DeAnthony Melton, P.J. Tucker, Montrez Harrell, and Tobias Harris, who do we expect that lineup to come out and consistently beat? And I'm not just trying to let them off the hook. I'm just saying in general, this is what I expected when I heard that Tyrese Maxey was going out, when I heard Joel Embiid was going out. I do think there were some positives to take away from tonight, but overall, the team just looked unmotivated. They, they just weren't into it, especially in the third and fourth quarter. I think this tweet sums it up perfectly. Shout out to uh, Jacob Marino. He says, when you shoot 24% from three, turn the ball over 19 times. Let the other team score 72 points in the paint. You are bound to lose. Coming off a hard-fought battle against the Nets, Philly was exhausted, and it showed. Like I said, like I said to open the show, they were gassed. They were gassed. But that doesn't take away from the fact that you played this sloppy brand of basketball. I saw guys throwing passes, you know, all over the place. I didn't see the level of communication that I saw with my own two eyes last night. There was no focus after that first quarter. It's like they had a little extra ounce, a little extra push in them. And then it all just went flat. They flatlined second quarter. Couldn't score a bucket. Third quarter was bad. And even in the fourth quarter, with how terrible they played, they came down to the last couple possessions. The Sixers were down four with like a minute and 40 to go. And then they throw a terrible pass. Melton got slipped behind the basket for an easy dunk. We didn't look like we we didn't look like we knew what we were doing. We were out of place. Doc Rivers was up. He was screaming, but Let's be honest, the rotations were not that good tonight. Um, but then again, what do you expect with the team that we have right now? So it was nice to get the win yesterday. Maybe it's just classic Sixers that we come out the next night and look like this. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, to me, it's just another game. I could have predicted this a mile away. The way we played tonight, it's, it's really a lot of it is mental. A lot of it is just knowing that that opponent that you're going up against tonight is just bad and I don't know why, but the Hornets always give us a tough time. Like I said, they're a 4-14 four and 14 team. They should not have been in this game. They should not have won this game. Um, my biggest gripe is on the defensive side. And I'm going to talk about some of the individuals that I thought played terrible defense tonight. 
There were a few positives. Like I said, I thought Montrez Harrell played good offensively tonight. I mean, he finally got an opportunity. I still don't know why he's starting over Paul Reed as much as I like Trez. And I had fun watching him tonight. I had fun watching Trez throw down a ball in the first quarter. And for absolutely no reason, he's he's on, you know, he's holding on to the rim and he's emphatic with it. I saw him get knocked to the ground and like a psychopath, he's just sitting there on the floor going, I like that, I like that, I like that, up against his former team. I thought he did good offensively, but defensively, man, Trez was a huge liability. And I was trying to watch closely to really determine why he has always been apparently this huge liability on defense. And man, it's it's like a lack of focus. Like, I'm watching him, and he just constantly ball watches. He constantly ball watches. How many times did the Hornets run a little action and get a man flying free to the basket? We're talking about Mason Plumley here. We're talking about Kai Jones, P.J. Washington, guys that should have no business finding a way open to the basket. It was too easy for them, and we let them right in. We let them right in. Paul Reed, I thought, played much better. I feel like he's been playing much better. The Sixers have been 4-1 in their last five before tonight, and we had talked about that big home stretch, right, the five-game home stretch. The Sixers have been playing inspired basketball. Maybe that's why I'm not as mad as, as some others are. Um, but I thought Paul Reed made an impact tonight. He had six points, but he had eight rebounds. He was playing good defensively. He you know, racked up a few fouls early. He had four fouls. Niang had five by the fourth quarter. We got into foul trouble there, and... Um, nobody could hit shots. I mean, really, sometimes it comes down to the easiest thing, and that is that the Sixers did not hit enough shots. They shot 26%, I'm sorry, 23% from deep. Hornet shot 26%, and, um, you know, Sixers turned it over more, and, and they just played a sloppy brand of basketball. I was really impressed lately with Shake Milton, and Shake did come alive late in this game, but... You know, tonight he just, he did not have it. And and I know the stats show he had 22 points. He, he was 9 for 16. I get that. But efficiency-wise, I just didn't see it from Shake Milton. There were stretches in this game. And again, late in the fourth quarter, he steps up, hits a couple big shots. And I gave him praise on Twitter because early in this game, he was really productive. He was aggressive. He looks confident. He kind of looks and resembles that old Shake Milton. But Again, that second, third quarter when we needed Shake to step up and lead and be our, our main ball handler, he just was not. You know, DeAnthony Melton also had a strong start. Everybody was on fire to begin this game. It was like a carryover from last night. Melton had 13 points in the first quarter, and he continues to look like a really productive piece for this team. But at the end of the day, uh, they all went cold. They all went cold, and Tobias Harris... Kind of reverted back to uh, the Tobias that people really despise. The guy that takes a lot of unnecessary shots. The guy that, you know, holds the ball too long. And he just plays a little bit awkward. That was the Tobias we got tonight. Last night, the Tobias we got in the second half was sensational. He was quick with the decisions. He was going right to the basket, putting it up. Nobody could stop him. Nobody could get in his way. I saw a few of those, you know, little post fades from Tobias, which I liked early on, but, you know, he was just inefficient tonight. One for nine from three. One for nine from three for uh, Tobias Harris. And B.J. Tucker, he finally hit a shot late in this game. He finally hits a three, but I, I don't 
know what's going on offensively. He just can't do it offensively. He did have seven rebounds. I liked his defense uh, at points in this game, but overall, just not a productive game for P.J. Now, I'm not going to uh, excuse the fact that he played really good defense the last two games, or the last three, right? He played really well against Giannis. He played really well against Kevin Durant, and his defense has been holding its end of the bargain, but P.J. Tucker offensively, I mean, he just not he's not getting it done. He had a couple wide-open shots. Daniel House had about three or four open threes in the corner. Could not convert. He's just kind of running around out there. Furkan Korkmaz was back to the old Furkan. I mean, you know, all these behind-the-back passes, a couple corner threes, had a little uh, turnaround, like, um, you know, circus shot from the top of the arc. But other than that, it, it was like the regular Korkmaz. George Niang was 3-for-10 tonight. Didn't think he really had an efficient game. Five fouls. To me, this is, again, just one of those games you just go through, and it's just it's one of those annoying games. That's what it is. That's what it is, man. Um, some people were wondering why I'm not doing a play-by-play. couple things. One, I'm still pretty tired from last night. It was a huge night last night. Had a lot of fun at the Wells Fargo Center. That was a great environment, great atmosphere. Um, and yeah, man, there was a lot of screaming, a lot of yelling. So my voice is still a little iffy right now. Also, you know, let's let's be honest, okay? Let, let me let me break it down for you, really simple, okay? If you were watching this game tonight, first off, shout out to you. I want to give a personal congratulatory shout out to you. Comment in the chat and let me know if you watch this game start to end tonight. If you watch this game start to end, you are a psychopath in a good way, just like I am. You were a Sixers fan watching the 10-win season. You were a Sixers fan watching the process days and, and all of our guys when we were barely squeaking out games. That's what this felt like tonight. I mean, anybody in their right mind is probably out having fun on Thanksgiving Eve. By the way, be safe, be cautious. But, I, I mean, anybody in their right mind, who's watching this game with, uh, with, with the Hornets against the backup Sixers? Okay, you are a psychopath just like I am, and we sat through this garbage. And, I mean, this is how it's going to be for the next couple games, right? You took care of the home stretch, and now you got the Hornets, and then you got the Magic a couple times. It's going to be games like this where you just got to muscle through. We're at one of those points on the schedule where you just got to muscle through. You just got to muscle through. Um, One thing I did not like from the Sixers is, uh, again, their pick-and-roll defense was terrible, and and a big part of that was Montrezl Harrell. I did not like the way that he got caught ball watching and and the Hornets just had way too many offensive rebounds right under the rim. Um, I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. I didn't like it at all. Uh, The effort was not there in the third and fourth quarter. Maybe they were just gassed. But also what, what, you know, what I take away from this game is, you know, you didn't really establish a hot hand, so it was kind of just like a lot of just mumble jumble in the fourth quarter, right? It was like Tobias Harris isoing, and then Melton trying to take some big shots, and then you had uh, Niang at one point running a pick and roll. I mean, it, you know, it just went back to that style of offense where it's just a lot of chaos, a lot of just running around with like chickens without their heads on. But going back to this Hornets team, man, I. 
I don't even know how this team scores points. I mean, other than Terry Rozier, maybe, and and Nick Richards, I thought it was decent in terms of his presence under the paint. Who else do the Hornets have? Who else do they have? I don't understand the direction that that team is going into. I don't understand the direction that team is going into. Obviously, they caught some really bad breaks with Miles Bridges and LaMelo Ball and, and Book Knight. But man, that team is bad. That team is bad. And the fact that we lost to him, it, it's a little bit humbling. But at the same time, again, I, I expected it. I expected it. Another thing that happened in this game, and, and I just wanted to get out of it healthy. Uh, Paul Reed gets sandwiched by two men. Shake Milton hits the deck hard. I'm like, here we go again. Injury upon injury upon injury upon injury. How many injuries is this team going to suffer? How many guys are going to play bruised up and banged up? It's, it's getting frustrating at this point. It's getting frustrating at this point, man. Too many guys. Too many guys going down. We're too banged up early in the season. I get it. Maybe it's good that it's early in the season. But we already, I mean, if you had told me at, a, at this point already on November 23rd, on Thanksgiving Eve, if you told me the only guy that's not really playing banged up in the starting lineup for the most part is P.J. Tucker, I would have said you are crazy. I would have said you are crazy. Crazy. But then again, hopefully it's just one of those stretches that you can get through as a team. Sixers need, uh, you know, they need some help in terms of the guard play coming off the bench. Hopefully, Shake Milton can kind of convert himself to being that backup guard. I saw some positives out of Shake Milton. The same ones I've been seeing over the last five games. Shake Milton has been on top of his game. He's been dominant for the most part. And he's just kind of cutting through the defense. Shake Milton is taking the ball and he's no longer playing timid. And that's, you know, that's what I'm trying to do here. I'm trying to take the positives away from this that can be applied when the starters come back. Because if Shake Milton can play like this, and he can play efficient for 15 to 20 minutes a night, that would help tremendously in terms of some of the areas that we were lacking in to start the year. We need a backup guard that can be, you know, efficient, consistent, and man that second unit so we don't always have to rely on Maxie and Harden staggering throughout the entire 48 minutes. Paul Reed right now deserves to be the backup center, and he better be even when Joel comes back. Paul Reed needs to get the brunt of the minutes, which he was starting to do, but you never can really tell with Doc Rivers. Paul Reed is playing really well right now, in my opinion. Seeing the way he clamped up Simmons last night, seeing the way uh, that he's just learning kind of how to play the position. I wish he had an offensive game. If he had an offensive game, Paul Reed would be, he would be it. He would be it. But unfortunately, when he grabs the ball on an offensive possession down in the post, other than just turning and floating it up a little bit, he doesn't really know what to do. But the energy's there. And I still think Trez should be used as kind of a spark plug at some points just for that energy that he brings. Uh, but defensively, I'm I'm really seeing it. You know, Trez just cannot play solid defense. And he cannot do it under, under the rim, for sure. For sure. 
like I said, Melton, Milton. I mean, they had great first quarters. They kind of slipped off. And, and again, the Sixers just did not shoot well as a team. And, um, you know, only nine points off of the fast break. The tempo was a lot slower. Again, they, it just looked like second night of a back-to-back lag. And I do think that is a, a reasonable cause in this situation, given how much they had to exert. Because I saw it last night. They put it in full domination mode, and they did it for 48 minutes last night. There was no letting up. They controlled that tip last night from beginning to end. They handed it to a team of superstars, okay? So, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, I'm not going to sit up here and be terribly mad, uh, you know, over this. I wish we could have got the win. I wish we could have, you know, gotten out of here on this back-to-back with two wins. But, you know, game by game. Game by game. I'm I'm still very happy that we won last night. You got to move on, though. Got to go game by game. We got the Magic coming up a couple. I forget who we play after that, but it's going to be one of those light stretches. On You know, hopefully we can get these guys in a rhythm. I think that's one of the things I'm actually enjoying right now. You know, even though we're not as talented, and let me know if you agree. By the way, you can call into the show if you want to, 508 924 If you want to call in and, and give some thoughts about this game or... You know, last night, just call in and uh, give some thoughts. But, you know, my my thing is that, and this is weird. I was seeing some people talking about this on Twitter. The Sixers obviously are not as talented right now without their starters. But the way they're playing offensively and the way they're playing defensively, just the methodology of it, it's like more natural. They're playing as a team. They're moving the ball. I mean, some of the passes I was seeing last night, I was like, wow, like this is something. This is something. And defensively, obviously, they let up in the second, third, fourth quarter tonight. But, you know, everybody's switching. Everybody's moving for the most part. Guys are hungry. And maybe it's the fact that these guys are trying to show Doc Rivers in their ample opportunity here that, yo, I can be a rotation piece. I can play. Maybe Paul Reed is going for 19 and 10 last night because he's like, yo, Doc, I'm going to force your hand to play me. I know you don't want to, but you have to. Maybe Shake Milton, and I apologize to Shake Milton, you know, because the first seven, 10 games of this year, I mean, he looked terrible. But, you know, maybe these guys just need chances under their belt to actually get a rhythm going. Maybe they actually need to get a rhythm going. And one guy I still don't understand is Matisse Thibel. Obviously, he was injured tonight. That's another injury. You can pour that onto the list of injuries. But Thibel was playing good for a couple games, for about three games. He was really locked in defensively. He was starting to shoot a little bit. He had a three last night, which was nice to see. But then, you know, ever since that last game where he played efficient, I think he played like 25 minutes, Doc Rivers just weeds him out of the lineup. You're never going to get consistent production. And I'm starting to see this with Shake Milton, even with Furkan, who's looked a little bit more comfortable, not not really productive, but at least more comfortable with his game. You got to give these guys chances to play. You got to give these guys some chances to play. And maybe that's kind of where we're at. Maybe that's kind of where we're at with it all. But yeah, that's my takeaway on the game. Not going to be overly annoyed about it. Not going to be overly frustrated. It sucks that we lost this game, but to me, it just kind of looked like the energy tank ran out. It looked like we were running on the on the Gatorade symbol tonight. And uh, we'll just have to push it on and, and move on to the next one. 
And, uh, you know, no excuses. No excuses. We just got to rack up as many wins as we can. I don't care how they come until the starters get back in a few weeks. And uh, hopefully we don't see many more games like this for stretches of quarters, you know, where we're kind of just lagging around out there. Give me your thoughts. Call into the show, 508-924-3784. Let's uh, go to the phone lines and get some of the thoughts from Sixer Nation on this game. Let's go to Joseph in the 223. Joseph, what's going on? Hey, how are you? How you doing, Joseph? I'm good. I'm doing good. I can't really hear you that well. I can't really hear you that well. I'm losing you, Joseph. All right, we'll get you back on the line. Let's go to uh let's go to the eight six zero. What's going on? Losing you, Joseph. All right, we'll get you back on the line. Let's go to yo, yo. uh hello. Yo, yo. Go to the eight six zero. Yo yo. What's going on? Who's in here, Joseph? All right, we'll get you back on the line. Yo yo. Go to, yo, yo. Uh, oh, yo. go to the. Yo, what's good? Zero. Yep. What's going on? Who's in here, Joseph? All right, we'll get you back on the line. All right, we got my man Joseph back on. Joseph, what's going on, bro? Not much. Just calling in. There we uh, go. Gotcha. Give my take on this tonight's game. And just to say how proud I am of the our bench guys stepping up last night in the absence of our our starters. But I believe that our bench guys really have to work a little harder to maybe earn starting spots. Well, I, I don't get think they minute. want. I don't think they're trying to get starting spots. I, I think they're just trying to get some opportunity off the bench. You know, it's kind of hard when you play five minutes in one game and then 13 minutes the next game. But, um, you know, at least we're, at least these guys are getting more opportunity to kind of show what they have. Yeah. And, and we should have him beat for either the first or the second game against, uh, Orlando. Cause he's only out for a few days. I would hope so. But honestly, yeah. they might end up resting them more, uh, based off what doc was saying before the game. I think they're just trying to get everybody back to full health. And I'm, I'm not really mad at it yeah. to be honest. No, no. But I mean, come on, losing to a four game team like the Hornets. Yeah. That's sad. Yeah, it is frustrating for sure. I mean, it's it's just like, you know, you had such a wild night last night. You had such a big performance and everybody was all electric and then you come out, you know, and lose to this bum of a team. It it does sting a little bit. Yeah, it does. It does. But you know, I'm I'm gonna chalk it up as just one of those games, and and you move on to the next one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're tired. You're coming off of a a big game last night, and you you have yeah. to jump on the plane. Yeah. Right after the game, just to get down to Charlotte on time. Yeah, absolutely, man. All right, Joseph. Appreciate the call. Uh, let's go back to the eight six zero. See if he's ready this time. Hi. Yo, yo. What's going on? Alright, Joseph, appreciate the call. Yo yo. Uh let's go back six zero. Yo yo. See if he's ready this time. Yo yo. Yo yo, what's going on? Alright, Joseph, appreciate uh, he's not ready. He's not ready. Guys, when you call into the show, turn the phone uh volume down. Turn the stream audio down so you can be ready for the call, man. Gotta be ready for the call. 
Let's see who else had an impactful game. Let's look at the Hornets stats. Let's look at the Hornets stats. Cause honestly, like I said earlier, how is this team even functioning right now? How are they even functioning right now? Terry Rozier with 22, by the way, just as a little nugget, I want to throw out there. There could be some potential trade pieces for the Charlotte Hornets. You look at Kelly Oubre. He was six for 15 tonight. Haven't really been keeping up with him this year. Uh, 14 points for Oubre. He was 0 for 6 from deep. But, hey, I mean, what, a year or two ago when they were making the play-in tournament? I mean, Kelly Oubre was an efficient piece, right? Kelly Oubre was an efficient piece. He kind of made himself almost a six-man-of-the-year candidate at one point, if I'm not mistaken. Kelly Oubre, to me, seemed like a guy who, you know, was starting to make a little name for himself after a little bit of a rough start. P.J. Washington's okay. Like I said, Gordon Hayward, I don't, I don't know, you know what's going on with Gordon Hayward, but he looks done. He looks cooked. They have some nice young guys off the bench. Honestly, the Hornets may be leaning towards rebuilding. They had Theo Maladon tonight. Dennis Smith Jr., by the way, has been having a decent year, but he got hurt tonight. He stepped, you know, kind of weird on a drive to the basket, and he he went right off. So hopefully he'll be all right. Uh, Jalen Jada McDaniel's, Kai Jones, Richards, you know, they got some decent pieces. Someone in the chat says Matisse is just injured. Better not to take risks. Yeah, but what I'm saying is. When he was healthy, he was playing efficient basketball and he played three games in a row, about 20 to 25 minutes. And he was very productive, very efficient. And then it was there was just kind of a switch. It was that Bucks game when it switched and he just did not play at all and has not really played much since. So maybe you're right. Maybe they just got to get healthy, but um, tough to see. But hey, if the Hornets go into fire sale mode, I, I wouldn't mind taking a look at some of these pieces. Obviously not Gordon Hayward, but I know Rozier's on a hefty contract. You know, you could maybe try to look into him as a backup guard if there was ever a way. Um, yeah, man, I wouldn't be surprised if they start selling some pieces off. I wouldn't be surprised if they were uh, selling some pieces off. Let's go back to this guy again. We'll see if he's there. One more opportunity. Let's see. Yo, yo, what's going on? Yo, yo. Yo. Yo, what's up, man? Turn that stream audio down. I want to talk to RB. Yes, sir. I'm here, man. Just turn that uh, stream audio down in the background. Hello? And he dipped. And he dipped. Did I cash in on free chicken? Of course I did. Courtesy of Ben Simmons, free Chick fil A nuggets. Shout out to him. Guys, the. Uh, the Wells Fargo Center was electric last night. If you didn't see any of the content I put up, um, you know, I did a live stream right after the game. It was kind of impromptu. I wasn't going to do it, but just seeing the way we won and how happy the fans were, I had to do it a little bit, capture some of the reactions. I did a post-game video today, a couple shorts. Uh, it was electric at the, at the Wells Fargo Center, man. And one thing I really paid attention from, you know, being up close is just how locked in this team was. And, and that's why it kind of surprised me tonight. But at the same time, again, it's a lot of the, of the mental game. It's a lot of the mental game. And, you know, our guys were hot. I mean, we were horsing last night. We were up on those nets. Like, I haven't seen a performance like that from this team all year defensively. 
defensively. They were up. Niang was talking smack last night. Uh, Melton was even chirping a bit. Shake and, and Ben were chirping a little bit. All the little things. I saw Doc, you know, all, I mean, hands on knees right near the bench. Like, you pay attention to a lot in person. You really do. And, uh, I mean, they, they gave it all they could last night for 48 minutes, to be honest. They gave it all they could. All they could. D Green in the chat. What's going on? Shout out to all the members. D Green says they play with dead legs due to the back to back. It is what it is with the L. Still like the fight from this team and the supporting cast getting quality minutes for experience. I agree. I agree. A lot of Sixer Nation is is pissed again. They're back to the uh trade Tobias. Yeah, he was he was inefficient tonight. He was pretty bad, to be honest. Um and let's not forget either. Last night, you know, Tobias Harris was banged up. I didn't think he was coming in the game last night after he went down in the third quarter. I thought he was done. I thought he was done. And somehow, some way, he came back in and he was uh, pushing through those Brooklyn Nets and, you know, he was playing effectively. At the end of the day, though, this did feel like a letdown game opportunity for the Sixers, and they took advantage of that. Uh, the energy was just not there for the second, third, and fourth quarter. I wouldn't be surprised if Doc Rivers said something about that in his post game. Haven't gotten to hear it yet. Um, but yeah, man, it, it it just felt like it was going to be one of those games, and it was. So I'm not going to sweat it too much. The Sixers now sit at nine and nine. They are back at 500, and uh, we look at the upcoming schedule. They go up against the Orlando Magic. They go up against the Orlando Magic again. They go up against the Atlanta Hawks, the Cavs, the Grizzlies, the Rockets, the Lakers, and then the Hornets, the Kings. What do you guys think the record should be over the next five games? Magic, Magic, Hawks, Cavs, and Grizzlies. Because again, the Sixers went 4-1 and one during the five-game home stretch, played really inspired basketball, kind of... Gave us a little bit of a rejuvenated life. And today was a bit of a letdown. But even the game they lost over that five-game home stretch, you know, they were out there playing, coming back from a 20-point deficit and almost beating Minnesota. So, um, you know, I wasn't really mad at it. I wasn't really mad at it. I think the Sixers should win at least three of the next five games. I think they could. But then again, they're shorthanded. Maybe a slip one up to Orlando. Maybe a beat like a Cavs or something like that. It's all going to depend on how they play. And let's be honest here. You know, looking at these upcoming games, a lot are on the road as well. So, you know, it's going to take a lot. You don't want this team to sink. You don't want this team to kind of fall down while all their guys are hurt. What you want is for this team to rack up opportunity. You want them to rack up some wins. And just get that chemistry together. I will say, overall, I've been impressed with how they've played given all of the injuries, given all the ins and outs of the lineup. I don't really feel like there's been a consistent lineup in a long time. Maybe the whole season. Maybe the whole season. But I'm hoping to see more of what we saw last night. Not tonight. I'm going to chalk tonight up to, to being lethargic on a back-to-back. But don't prove me wrong. Don't come out and lose both games against the Orlando Magic. You do that, I think we're losing all five. You do that, I think we're losing all five. So hopefully, I mean, these guys can't get back quick enough, man. Hopefully they they rehab. And honestly, I don't even know if Joel's going to play 
after the next couple. Maybe he looks at the situation and he's like, you know, I have to play. I have to play so we don't keep losing games, but maybe not. They said he was going to be out a couple games. Uh, you know, he might miss more. He might miss more. Then hopefully Harden will start to get back into the flow of things, but then there's a question with how he's going to look. That's my biggest concern on his season right now. Will the injuries derail the Sixers? Obviously, you want your guys to take their time, come back healthy, but they got to establish a unit, man. They got to get that chemistry going together. So that's what I'm hoping to see. That's what I'm hoping to see. In terms of the show, I think we'll be live for a play-by-play maybe over the next few. Maybe we'll do post games. I don't know. I mean, this is pretty fun as well. It's nice talking, obviously not after a loss. Um, But, hey, man, long season. Long season. If you guys have not checked out all the content in the recent days, be sure to do that. We'll continue pumping it out. We'll continue bringing it. As always, we're covering this team every single day. Every single day. D Green says, seeming like Harris is playing through an injury too. Once one of the three comes back, I can see him taking some time off the recovery. Yeah, he's playing through an injury. I wouldn't be surprised if PJ's playing through an injury as well. I know Melton's playing through some, or he had some stiffness. I know Thibel's injured. I mean, everybody on this team, now Shake took a little bit of a hard fall tonight. Everybody on this team is playing banged up. It's frustrating, man. Definitely frustrating. So we'll have to see what happens. We'll have to see what happens. Everybody in the chat saying two and three. I mean, hey, would you be happy if we go two and three? What do you guys think? Would we be happy with a two and three record? That is the question. Because if you're happy with a two and three record, then, you know, we got to play up to your expectations. We got to just go average over the next five games. How much can we expect? How much can we expect? I do think the Sixers still need to upgrade at their wing position. They they knew they do need to get some more depth because obviously Tucker's struggling right now. Daniel House hasn't really been anything. George Niang's good as a spark plug, and he's had a pretty good last four or five games, but you know, that's how he goes. He goes and stretches, he gets hot. But we need some speed. We need some athleticism. We need more of that. So I wouldn't be surprised uh, seeing the Sixers try to go out and make a couple moves. I know we did sign, by the way. I didn't even uh, talk about that. We, uh, we signed Saban Lee, who was a former Detroit Piston. I don't know why we signed him, if I'm being completely honest. I think he's a second-year player. He'd, uh, he was a second-round pick last year. He'd be, he's been playing pretty bad. I think he's going to go right to the G League. If I was the Sixers, I would bring some of the G League guys up. Champagny got in the game last night, right at the end. Uh, Mac McClung still down there with the blue coats, balling out right now. I would give him a shot. Obviously, you know, I, I wish we still had our guys, Isaiah Joe and Charles Bassey, but that's long gone now. But I would give some of the other guys a shot. I would give the other guys a shot. I think the Sixers waved Michael Foster Jr., to uh, make room for Saban Lee. But right now, it's just a lot of, like, you know, plucking guys. Jaden Springer's hurt, by the way. I I was expecting to see him tonight or yesterday. They said he's dealing with an injury. Everybody on this roster is dealing with an injury. Everybody. It's very annoying. 
Beloved in the chat says two to three is the minimum. I would expect more. D Green says Paul Reed fell on his back. Yeah, that's what I was saying. He got sandwiched. And who knows? Paul Reed could be out the next game. I mean, everybody on this team. Everybody on this team. It's very frustrating. Jay says if we were at home, I would expect them to win three, but we're on the road. That's a good point. Someone said Carmelo Anthony. I don't know if we're going to go for Carmelo. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised with Daryl Morey, but I don't know if that's the right move for us. I don't know if that's the right guy. But anyway, Sixers go down. I feel like there's not really much more to say other than just a sloppy, lazy second of a back-to-back game. And the guys came out with a little boost of energy, and they kind of just lost it for the rest of the game. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt based on how they've been playing, and I'm not going to overreact to this one. But they better come out on Friday, right? Take your Thanksgiving, eat some food, don't gain five or six pounds, maybe gain four pounds, you know, but not five or six. Go on the treadmill, especially if you're like P.J. Tucker or whoever else, Niang, you know, or any of the older guys on the squad. Go on the treadmill, burn it off. You better come back ready to go on Friday in Orlando. And I think it's interesting because, you know, this uh, stretch with Orlando, it's one of those new NBA implemented back-to-backs, but they're both in Orlando. It's not like it used to be where you play one there and then play the other one here. No, both are on the road. So you better get complacent there. No partying, all right? No partying. James Harden can party. He's injured. He can hang out with Travis, Lil Baby, and the rest of them, all right? None of the Sixers playing better go out and, uh, and party the night before. No magic lights, none of that. None of that. Get your butt ready to play on Friday and then on Sunday. Get us two wins, all right? You know, play cards with Doc Rivers. Do whatever you have to do, all right? Watch a sitcom. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Get locked in. Get ready to go. Not only is this a chance for the Sixers to rack up some wins, it is also an opportunity for these guys to continue proving to Doc Rivers that they deserve minutes. Because my biggest takeaway from last night and tonight is that we have players that that need to get more minutes. And they have shown, they've shown time and time again, when they get more opportunity, they can make the most of it. They can make the most of it. So that's kind of where I'm at. That's kind of where I'm at. Sixers need some sparks. They need some life. And and some of the guys playing right now hopefully can give that to us when the starting unit comes back. It's, it's like a broken record, but we've said this for a long time with Doc Rivers, and he kind of just usually slides towards his angle of doing things, playing the more experienced players. But no, you have guys here that can produce, and I think we've seen that um, in, in a greater example, in a greater sample size. So Anyway, we will see what happens. Sixers go down to the Charlotte Hornets. Shout out to everybody out there in the chat tuning in. Like I said, if you stayed the course and watched this game tonight, I mean, give yourself a pat on the back. Give yourself a pat on the back because this game was, this was brutal to watch. I mean, I'm just going to be honest with you. All right, I felt like I was watching TJ McConnell and Robert Covington and, you know, all these guys, like back, back way back in the day, Luke Mba, Mute. That's what I felt like I was watching tonight. I felt like I was watching the the 2015 Sixers. I honestly did. All right, and <laughs> maybe maybe the Charlotte Hornets are uh, maybe they're in their own process, but the Sixers, man, they're just banged up. They're just banged up. 
So we'll bounce back. We got to get through this one. And uh, yeah, we got to bounce back on Friday. We better not lose Friday. Got to bounce back. So those are my thoughts. Appreciate everybody for tuning in. Sixers post game live. Philly take with RB. We bring the content in a multitude of formats. However, we bring it, man. Videos, live streams. You guys have been killing it. Thank you for helping to grow the show. Let me know if you like this post game live. Comment on it after it is done uploading. And uh, give me your thoughts. If you have extended thoughts, if we didn't get to you, drop your thoughts there in the comments. That being said, appreciate everybody for tuning in. Sixers go down to the Charlotte Hornets 107-101. The night after the Sixers pull off the improbable win against the Brooklyn Nets. They get humbled a little bit back into their space. But uh, this team still has a lot to prove. And they just got to stay afloat until the starters come back. Everybody have a great night. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy the time. And uh, with that being said, I will catch you all on the next one. Peace.